Red meat causes cancer, heart disease, and gout. If you've ever believed any of these lies, this interview with Rick Rodriguez will change everything. Rick has been carnivore for 40 years and has had zero negative side effects and maintained his weight since age 25. Now I know that many carnivores either experience weight loss plateaus or even gain weight on a carnivore diet. And that's why I have created the four week ultimate fat loss course. This simple 30 day course with 60 lessons will teach you the one simple formula that you need to follow to break any weight loss plateaus and help you lose fat on a carnivore diet. I have included a special link to get 20% off in the description of this video. I hope you enjoy the interview with Rick. How did you start this journey around 40 years ago, starting a carnivore-based diet? Well, the main reason I did this was just to rebel. And it may seem silly, but when I was a kid, there was this phobia about eating fat. So if you eat a lot of meat and a lot of fat, it was going to kill you. And they would tell me that eating saturated fat was just as bad as smoking. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty bad. But what happened is that when I was, I was, you know, junior high, I was uh, kind of small and skinny. I'm still skinny, but I'm not small anymore. I'm six foot six, but I was shorter than most of the girls back in ninth grade and junior high. So what happened was that summer I was getting ready to go to high school and I was kind of worried about, it. I thought, what am I going to get into? You know, you start off with the younger group, everybody picks on you. And then my parents were working. My mother was a school teacher and she was taking college courses so she could get certified. So she wasn't around the house to do any cooking or any of the normal things she would do in the summer. And my dad, he had a job. He was working as an aircraft mechanic. He didn't spend much time around the house cooking either. So what, what happened was on the weekend, he was building a carport on the side of the house and I was trying to help him. Well, somehow one of the boards was loose. I fell through it and I fractured my arm. So I was pretty much stuck at home. Couldn't really go anywhere. I didn't have a cast, but I had like a sling that would hold my arm so that it would heal. And there I was at the house. My parents couldn't make anything for me. I had to come up with something to eat with what was in the refrigerator. And I always liked meat. You know, I'm one of the few kids that didn't like sweets. It was torture for me to have to eat candy or donuts or anything that was sweet. And I didn't even like bread. I thought bread tasted terrible. It dried my mouth out. I had to drink a bunch of water just to eat bread. I think so, you're one of the few kids that don't like bread and don't love sugar because these days kids are just, you know, scratching for that sugar, the bread, anything carbs. And actually that's where a lot of, you know, mental health diseases, a lot of, you know, ADHD and all this high energy that kids have, it comes from carbs and sugar so that's fascinating you didn't have any addiction towards sugar because that's what we see today and yet they had me eat a lot of these whole wheat breads and you know um granola that was another thing they used to give me for lunch it was this absolutely horrible thing that was like honey and oats and some kind of sticky stuff it was just terrible a lot of times i would just give it to the ducks because i i couldn't stand it but there wasn't much else that i could eat and so they'd give me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which I just, it's, it's horrible, especially the jelly. I can eat the peanut butter. I actually do like peanut butter to an extent, 
but the jelly i just cannot handle that it's just oh and i don't even really like fruit that much that's the other thing the fruits that i like tend to be a little on the sour side you know like maybe an orange that isn't too sweet i like those green bananas but I'm not a big fan of the really like the cherries and the sweet fruits and the peaches and the pears and the apples. I just, and they always said an apple a day will keep the doctor away, but I don't like apples. It's just, yeah. Excitement, <laughs> you know, but what ended up happening is that as a kid, I did eat a lot of those foods that were supposed to be healthy. They used to give me oatmeal with wheat germ in it. They'd mix the oatmeal with milk. Now, I liked milk when I was younger, but as I got older, I, I didn't want to drink that either. You know, I just, milk didn't excite me. Now, I do like yogurt and I love cheese, but only certain types of cheese. You know, I don't like the American cheese. I tend to like the, the cheddar and, you know, maybe the feta cheese and, you know, some of the ones that are more uh, spicy or have more of a taste to it. Yeah, it but, sounds like uh, your taste in foods and especially the way that humans should be eating, it's very much based on evolution perspective where, you know, our ancestors, if they came across some fruit, it wouldn't be that sweet and they could just have it, not have it. And it would be in the absence of having access to meat. And it sounds like the way that you've lived for the last 40 years is very similar. Right. And that's the other thing, like tonight, I, I had steak for dinner. As long as I have meat available, that's all I will eat. But if I don't have enough steak or I, I'm kind of low on meat, then I'll think about other alternatives. And again, the yogurt that I make from milk, you know, I'll have that quite often. But the fruit, you know, whatever's growing in the yard. And like I said, the, the, the less sweet fruits are my favorite. You know, we have, we live in a tropical climate. So we have things like mangoes and, you know, avocados. I know avocados are supposed to be healthy, but I cannot eat them. They actually make me vomit. I just cannot stand avocados. I was keto. So I've been keto for since I was about 30 for about 10 years, but I still have massive sugar addiction. I loved peanut butter and avocados. And I've been carnival for the last year and a half, close to when I have an avocado, it doesn't taste good anymore. Your taste buds change. I think so. I think what you're saying is 100% right. And I've watched some of the other carnivore channels. And when you talked about like people having ADHD or having a certain way that they're anxious, I can see that in a lot of other carnivore channels. They talk about how their personality has changed. When I was growing up, my parents used to call me the robot because I didn't get upset about the little things like they did. Something would bother them and they would blow up. If they had a flat tire, it was like a big deal. I said, well, let's just change a tire. What's, what's the problem here? You know, or, or something goes wrong, oh, we'll fix it. But a lot of people, they just, their emotions build up and then they blow up. And it's, it's difficult for me. You know, it's hard for me to understand what's motivating them because it doesn't affect me. You know, it's, yeah. it's like I, I can get angry. I can get anxious, but I'm one of those people that I'm very calm until like, let's say something was going to fall on me or something was coming at me. Then I react really fast. But normally the little things I don't really pay attention to. And I don't get offended like some people, you know, they'll say something bad about me. They make funny. Oh, you're so skinny. Oh, you're always running around or, oh, you eat meat all the time. You're a caveman. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's true. I eat meat all the time. So what do you think about carnivore and how it can help with especially mental health, but also curing disease? Because I think for a lot of people starting a carnivore diet, they're doing the reverse of what you've done. 
they've they've eating eaten a standard American diet for decades. They've got toxic buildup, and then they're trying to reverse arthritis, SIBO, autoimmune disease. What do you think in terms of the carnival way to cure disease? Well, this is another thing that I've noticed as of recently. You know, since I've eaten this way so long, I never really paid attention to what other people eat. Most of the time, I'm eating by myself. I'm cooking at home. If I eat out, I go to a buffet. And the buffets have all different things you can pick. And of course, what do I pick? I pick the steak. I pick the roast beef. I pick the chicken, you know, the, the fish, the, the shrimp or whatever they have. And I will sit there and pick the meat out of the vegetables because I don't want to eat them. But other people I know that eat a standard diet, as they've gotten older, they start to complain. You know, like, for example, in your 20s, most of the time you're fine. But then late 20s, they have these sports injuries, their knees, their back you know, my neck, all that is hurting. I go, okay, I don't have any of those. I think, well, I don't play sports, so maybe that's why I don't have it. But then they get older, then they start talking about, I'm tired. You know, I have to have coffee in the morning to get up. I go, well, I get up at eight o'clock and I'm ready to go. You know, it's like today, three in the morning, the power goes off. I look around like, oh, and I look outside. I got to go work on the generator. I got in my truck. I drove around the neighborhood. I don't even think about it. You know, it's, but everybody else I know, they have to have something. They have to drink something or take something. And then comes the supplements. They get older. Well, I need to have vitamins. I need to have minerals. I take a multivitamin. Well, I don't take any vitamins. I never have. The last time I took vitamins is when I was a kid. My parents used to give them to me. I guess it's a good thing they did because I didn't eat enough meat at that time. But yeah, and then they have energy drinks. That's another one. They have to take energy drinks. And then they get into their 40s. And that's when they complain about their weight. Oh, I'm getting fat. My waist is expanding. I can't look at food because... And then they see me eating big steak or ground beef, you know, with cheese and all this high calorie stuff. And they're like, I don't know how you can do it. One of these days, it's going to catch up with you and you're going to put on a lot of weight. I said, well, okay, I, I understand that. And then they, then they complain about the gray hair. Oh, I got so much gray hair. Oh, I'm losing my hair. Well, you know, that's genetic. I wouldn't worry about it. But then they look and all oh, well, that gray hair, then they have to color it. And then, you know, and then as time goes on, I realize, wait a minute, they're turning into my parents. And I still feel like when I was 25. So I don't know if it's a diet or genetics or what it is, but I think the diet has something to do with it. So can you share your age now and when you started Carnival? Well, I was 15 when I started and I'm 54 now. Amazing. And you don't have any gray hair? Nope. Holy not anywhere. Not even facial hair, nothing. I have no gray hair. Eyebrows. Wow. And I don't color it. It's amazing. Now, it's... I, I do put lard in my hair. See, that's that. Right. Shiny, that's actually lard. And that was another thing they told me. Don't put that in your hair because it'll make it fall out. Well, it never fell out. So what about your family and friends? How do they eat? And do they support you now in, the, in your lifestyle choice? Well, my friends respect the way I eat. And I think, especially my male friends, everybody enjoys a delicious steak. I don't know one of my friends that won't enjoy steak. Now, some of the women that I know, their wives, some of them are more vegetarian. But really, even though they are more into the vegetarian, they don't say anything bad about the fact that I eat steak. So there's really not a conflict. 
And also, I like to eat iguana. Iguana is one of the wild meats that we have around here. And a couple of the women that I know that are they're actually vegetarian, they call me and say, oh, can you remove some of those iguanas for me? So even though they're vegetarian, they don't want those iguanas digging up their yard and swimming in their pool. So I will go and catch them and then I will cook them. You know, I'll bring them home and cook them. I don't do it in front of them, but I do it and they know it. I even made a short video a few days ago about cooking an iguana tail. Oh my, so, so how do you cook iguana? It's very simple. Once you catch the iguana, once you've killed the iguana, you cut the legs off and you cut the tail off and then you cut it in pieces to fit in a pot. And then you put water in there and you boil it. That makes it easier to peel. So you leave it in there and you keep checking it when it starts to plump up. Then you take a knife and you slice the top of the skin and it just peels away very easily. And you can let it boil a little more and eat it. Or you can take it out and you can dry it off. And then you could cook it in something like beef tallow to fry it. I also noticed that with the carnival lifestyle, especially cooking and other aspects of a carnival lifestyle, because it extends to different areas, for example, minimalism and your life becomes very simple. And I know I was listening to your interview with Joey and you talk mm. about this idea around how your life is very simple. And, you know, the generation where Joey is growing up, he's much younger than us. It is about, you know, having instant gratification, having things given to us. But it's interesting when you eat a very simple lifestyle or diet, how that extends to your habits and how you live. So could you share around your life and your lifestyle? Well, that's true. Um, I'm not a consumer. Most of the things I have, either I got at a yard sale, somebody threw it out, or I got really, really cheap. I've never been a trend follower. When I was a kid, that was about the time that they started with all these, like, like the pet rock and all these other trends. There was always some new toy that you had to have or some clothing style or hairstyle. But then what I noticed is I always pick through the garbage and I look around, I see something in there. Oh, that's perfectly good. Why would they throw it away? Oh, that was last year. That's out of style. You know, it's no good. So I thought to myself, well, I'll just follow behind, pick up the things that other people throw away and put them to use. And I've taken it kind of to the extreme. Um, I've even taken it to the point where I use alternative energy to run my vehicles. I run wow. a truck on wood and my current truck, I run on vegetable oil. So on vegetable oil? Yes. Even though I don't eat seed oils, I use it as a fuel. For a car, exactly. Not for humans, right? You know, it's every time that I've had food that was cooked with seed oils, I had a bad effect. I used to get these bouts of diarrhea and I used to get headaches. And I thought, you know, what could it be? And then this was when I was younger and I used to go and eat fried chicken at the buffet. And I thought, well, what if I ate just the meat of the chicken and threw the skin away? And I felt better. So I figured it out. I said, oh, it's something they put in the skin of the chicken. That's the problem. I find the same thing when I have even meat and eat at a restaurant. If they cook it in seed oils, I run home and I have loose stools. And I think, why? why? Well, right. we know why. Exactly. Well, we do now. But at that time, I didn't know. That was, um, you know, something, something you have to learn. And it's interesting with the carnival lifestyle, or I don't like to call it carnival. Is that something that you also feel the same way? Like, is that is carnival a label to you or is it just the way that you eat? Well, I wasn't aware of it being a label until recently. Although my mother used to call me caveman. And well, that was because I ate meat and I don't use utensils. 
So what I do, like when I eat a steak, I just put the steak on the plate, I pick it up and just start chewing on it. Because I thought, you know, if we're going to eat meat, why do we need a knife and fork? I mean, I use a knife to cut the meat into steaks and I'll cook it. But when I take it, I'll just put it on the plate with tongs and then I'll bring it over to where I'm sitting and just eat it. So everyone would laugh. Oh, it's a caveman. And my mom said, well, you're a carnivorous, you're a caveman. I used to hear that all the time. So I had that reputation going back a long way. And apart from iguana, what else are you eating every day? Well, like I said, steak, uh, pork. Once in a while, although it's hard for me to do it now, but I was eating Muscovy duck. I don't know if you're familiar with Muscovy duck. It's a, it's a larger type of duck that has red things on its head. They're kind of a nuisance around here. A lot of people don't like them because... They, they, they get into the yard, they dig holes and they poop everywhere and, you know, they can be aggressive to some people. So for a while I was killing and cooking those as well. Now I have them almost like pets. I eat the eggs, but generally not the duck. Wow. And what about chicken? Is that something that you eat? I find a lot of carnivores, they don't do well on chicken and I feel it could be the low amount of saturated fat that's in chicken. Well, you know what? That's a good point. I actually enjoy chicken. But I cook chicken in a different way. I typically cook it either in lard or tallow. So I will deep fry the chicken with mm. no breading. And then just, I, I like leg quarters. That's my favorite. So I'll take the leg quarters. I'll put them into the, into the, pond, the, the pot or in the fryer and just fry them up. And like I said, I'll use beef tallow or lard to fry them. So apart from you feeling that you're very calm living this lifestyle over 40 years, nothing is really a big deal. You don't have any gray hair, don't have any pain. Anything else happening for you that is amazing living this way? Well, I guess right now, the fact that I have people on the internet that are interviewing me that are interested in this lifestyle and... You know, I've had other things on the internet, different subjects, but this is the one thing I never thought about. I had no idea that eating this way would ever become a trend or become something that other people would try. I think because a lot of people are suffering and it's the accumulation of toxins and it's so much, you know, like not just chronic disease, but the way that people feel their energy levels and it's getting more and more as time goes on and as they promote a low fat, high carb diet. For me personally, the anxiety that I experience, eating disorders, night eating syndrome, it never went away with any medication, seeing psychologists, psychiatrists, with keto, it didn't go away. Hmm. Only with carnivore, it's really, really helped. So I think a lot of people are just finding that kind of air of a solution to what, and it's just so simple. It's so affordable. Also, I canceled my gym membership. And that was the first time in 20 years I've ever done that. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. The one thing that I hate more than anything is exercise. I used to try to go to the gym and try to put on muscle. And all I ever did was get sore and sick and frustrated. And I get sick and tired of looking at all the muscle heads over there showing off their big biceps and all that. I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't want to deal with that. So I thought all I wanted to do was to get strong enough where I could do what I need to do. And this diet has done it for me. Even though I'm super skinny, I pick up heavy objects that people just don't, they can't figure it out. They're like, oh, I'll give you a hand with that. No, I don't need a hand. I can handle it. You know, I'll pick up engine blocks, compressors, all kinds of heavy toolboxes. 
I have a toolbox that weighs 80 pounds and I go and carry this thing around and they're like, How, you know, oh, let me get it for you. Oh. And some of these guys, they have, they have the muscles, they got the big arms, you know, they, they wear their little muscle shirt and they're showing off, but they're not as strong as you think. And if you touch them, they don't feel as solid. They feel kind of soft. So, you know, you paddle, I was like, okay. And then they touch me and it's like, man, you know, you're kind of different. So yeah, that's like you said, I don't exercise and I can't gain weight no matter how many calories of meat I eat. I could eat 6,000 calories of the fattiest meat you could ever imagine, and I don't gain any weight. Now, as you can see from this interview, the carnivore diet is the proper human diet, the natural way that we're meant to be eating. Now, can I ask for one favor? If you've ever loved any video that I've put on this channel, as well as this video and got some value from it, can I please ask you to subscribe to this channel? This would really help us get this message to more carnivores in the world to spread our message that carnivore is the way to live. Thank you for everything that you do, keeping on track with a carnivore lifestyle, eating meat and rejecting the dogma. Let's just continue with the interview. Since I was 25, I've ranged between 190 and 200 pounds. I've never been over 200 pounds. So that really debunks the calorie counting and the calorie myth that calories matter. So, because even uh, Professor Bart Kay, and I know that you've been on his channel as well, he talks yeah. about the myth of calories and he went on full carnival. He ate 6,000 calories and he actually lost fat. So right. it's just so interesting that we're just taught, again, the calories, tracking macros, we don't need to do all that. And the other thing is that I've known people that have tried to lose weight with things like Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and all those other programs. And it's like torture watching them say, oh, I can't eat that because it's all on my diet. And they, they just they get so frustrated. I feel sorry for them. I'm thinking, wow, you know, you're, you're on this diet and it's just it's just destroying you. You're, you're mentally you're losing it. So for me. Whatever I want to eat, I can eat. I have a refrigerator and a freezer full of meat and animal products, and I can sit down and eat as much as I want, feel satisfied, and I don't have to worry. Plus, unlike them, I'm not grazing. They're constantly yeah. looking for a snack. Then that, and they're always drinking something. They have a water bottle constantly. Drink water, drink water, drink water. I will drink water before I leave the house. I could be working outside. Four hours later, I'm still not thirsty for water. And then when I go to eat lunch, then I'll have a bunch of water along with my lunch. Now, that's the one thing about me. I always take time for my meals. I will never grab and run. So that's part of the lifestyle. I said, look, I'm, I'll work hard, but around lunchtime, I'm going to go home and I'm going to cook my meal. You can do whatever you want to do. And then I will come back after that and then continue to work. So I may be back at 1.30, 2 o'clock, but I'll work till five, six, seven o'clock until the job is done. Then I go home and I have my dinner and that's it. There's nothing else. There's no snacks. There's no drinks. It's just three meals a day, very basic and, and straightforward. So that's interesting. You said three meals a day because my next question was around fasting. This is something that is very popular, but I do think fasting, intermittent fasting is a label and a trend. I don't, I've never fasted ever. I don't believe in fasting because I see my problem is I can't gain weight. So what I want to do is keep a continuous flow of nutrients because what happens is if I miss a meal, believe it or not, then I start to lose strength. I don't really get tired, but 
but I just don't have that power that I get when I'm well fed and I've had time to rest and then I go and work. I can do work like nobody else could. And again, I've never been injured. I've never had a back injury. I've never had any aches or pains. I may get sore the next day if I do a lot of moving of heavy objects, but it goes away very quickly. After the following day, I'm fine. So it's, you know, I think it's just part of the diet and lifestyle. It's it's so amazing. Like the more I speak to more carnivores, the more I just feel more motivated to stay on with this type of lifestyle. But I was talking to Anthony Chafee, so I'm sure he'll probably talk to you as well. But he was really talking about coffee. Mm-hmm. And you know, this idea about even if you are 95% animal based, getting rid of that last 5% just makes such a massive difference. And even for me, I just find it really hard to get rid of the coffee. Well, I think a lot of people, they grow up with coffee. And I think in some cultures, like around here, we have a lot of Cubans. Coffee, black coffee especially, is part of their culture. And I think a lot of them will never give it up. But unless you're sensitive to it, I just don't see it being a problem. You know, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the popular carnivores now, they say that, like Anthony, for example, he'll say the plants are trying to kill you. All right. I don't believe that 100%. Now, I'm a gardener myself. I grow a lot of plants and I know that about 98% of the stuff out there could make me very sick or kill me. So, but there are certain plant parts that you can eat. And also when plants are cooked or fermented, I think that changes their nature. So they become edible for us, but in general, raw plants, yes, they will make you sick and they will kill you. But coffee is one of those things, you know, they take the coffee cherries and they dry them and you know, you heat them up and you drive. It's a whole process. I don't think it's really that bad for a lot of people, but some people, it really does mess with, well, their ability to sleep, their ability to use energy. And I know a couple of people that they, they survive on coffee and they have these ups and downs. It seems like they have the coffee to get up in the morning, then they get the energy, then they're going good. Then it starts to taper off and they got to hit the coffee again. And then it goes back up. And I think over time, it changes their system. And for them, getting rid of it might be a good idea. You know, that's Mm -hmm. what I think. I think that anything that a person's addicted to that dictates what they need to do, they really should try to give it up and then see what the results are. That's what I like about your lifestyle. It's very much, it's very realistic. You don't cut out any one thing specifically. It's just your habits and your taste. So even you said earlier that you include fruit seasonally, you include some plants seasonally, you're not really against coffee. And I think a lot of the time we hear very much black and white, just meat, only meat. And that's the only thing that you can have. What are your thoughts around carnival with fruit? Well, I wouldn't do what Saladino was doing. With I was going to ask about Saladino because he he's doing mountains of fruit every day. You know, I think that fruit is a survival food and that's the way I've always treated it. I don't think of fruit as a staple or an important food. I think that meat is the most important food. I know people used to say that bread is a staff of life. No, meat. Meat and other maybe organs for some people, that to me is the foundation of the diet. Plants can be added to it. And I think you have to use a lot of care when you're adding plant material because 
even when I was younger, people were, there was this juicing craze. I don't know if you have heard about that, but back yeah. in the 70s and 80s, they had, well, Jack LaLanne had a juicer and then they had, I still have my dad's old juicer somewhere. Um, and I remember him grinding up this stuff and putting leaves in there and roots in there. And it smelled like mulch and it was vile tasting. And then they'd have to put sweet fruit in it to make it taste decent. A bunch of bananas and a bunch of mangoes. And I thought to myself, you know, if Adam and Eve were in the garden, they wouldn't have a juicer. They would just be eating fruit from the tree. And people that live in the wild, I mean, they don't process their food. They eat what they can get. They may dig up some roots now and then. They may have fruit. And then, of course, they'll have animal foods. So I thought, hey, why not just add the fruit if you feel like you can eat it and you don't have a problem with it once in a while? Now, I haven't eaten any fruit now for probably two months because I was I had bananas about in July and then we had a storm break the banana plant. So those bananas, the rest of them went to the ducks. Um, when the fruit is available, then I will eat some of it. And even that, I give a lot of it to my friends. Probably 60% of what I grow goes to friends. Mm. I also like, believe it or not, tomatoes. Now, you probably know what I do with the tomatoes. I use them to cook brown meat. Ah, that's delicious. It is. It's really nice. So what I'll do, I'll boil the tomatoes. I'll remove the skins because I don't believe in eating the skin of any fruit because I think that's where the defenses are. And then I'll strain out the seeds because generally seeds have toxins in them so that animals don't eat them. And then I'll take the tomato pulp and I'll mix it with ground meat and then, you know, make like a, a stew out of it. And then I'll eat it along with cheese or, you know, other dairy like yogurt. And it's just, it's so good. So I, and I have a lot of tomatoes in the garden. I grow them. And a lot of times I'll get bugs that are trying to eat the tomatoes and I'll pick them off and throw them to the ducks. Let them watch the ducks eat the bugs. But yeah, tomato, citrus. I like limes and lemons when I'm marinating meat. I'll take the citrus and then squeeze it and then let the meat sit in it to help break it down. If you get a really tough shoulder cut or something like that. And then I'll go ahead and just put the meat into a pan and then cook it slowly. It makes it nice and tender. So I do have some citrus. And again, obviously bananas. I love green bananas cooked with meat. You know, once in a while and a once in a great while, I'll actually make plantain strips, which are like a fried food. And I'll have those. And again, cooked in beef tallow, of course. And I'll typically eat them separately. I, I generally don't eat them with meat. A lot of times I don't mix the carbohydrates with the meats. I'll have like the bananas part of lunch. And then later on, I'll have the steak. You know, it's very rare that I mix the two. Wow. So I like to eat it by itself. Now, how would you counsel people that just want to start a carnival lifestyle? Because a lot of people are having trouble staying with an animal-based lifestyle. Well, it would be hard for me to put myself in their place because I've always had an aversion to a lot of the foods that they like. And I know that snack foods are a big thing, especially here. Uh, they like their tortilla chips and potato chips and all these other things. But what I would do is I'd, I'd ask them, why do you want to go on a carnivore diet? Is it for health or is it for taste or what's the reason? And they'll probably say it's for health. So, well, if you're going to go on a diet for health, you need to make a clean break from the diet that made you unhealthy. So if you're going to try to dabble in both of them, you're not going to get the benefits. 
If you're going to just add meat to an already bad diet, it may actually be a bad thing. You're going to add more calories, more fat, and then you're eating all this other stuff that goes with it. You're stimulating your insulin. It's probably not a good thing. So the, the whole idea would be just make a dedication say, look, I'm going to try this. I'm going to give it two weeks, a month, whatever, and I'm going to be strict about it. And then once you get to that point, you could decide, can I stay with this or maybe it's not for me. So Rick, how can people find you? I'm sure that you can share so much wisdom from your lifestyle. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I do have a YouTube channel, although I don't really put much on it. I'm not really set up yet. I'll probably start a new one if I get enough people that you know, are contacting me. But you were able to contact me by my Gmail address, and that's on my YouTube channel. So my YouTube channel is named Charger Mopar, which is actually after, well, my favorite car, you know, these Dodge Chargers. And I think I have a little... You know, a little model. I always, you know, it's a 1960s car, 1968 to 1970. So I have the YouTube channel by that name. And then obviously my Gmail address. I'm not really on social media. That's the other thing. I don't even watch TV. This, this is another thing. I know people that are addicted to TV shows, but I haven't I have had a, a TV in 10 years. I have a TV on my wall right over here but it's almost always off. I use it as a computer monitor at times. And sometimes I use it as a picture frame. I just put images on there and let them change the display. I, I used to watch a lot of TV growing up and I used to get really involved in it. But it seemed like, I don't know if the diet had something to do with it, but I started to get more and more like tired of it. You know, especially after the year 2000, it just seemed like they had these reality TV shows and just a lot of, I don't know, it just wasn't anything exciting. So I decided, forget it. So I stopped watching TV. And I haven't gone to the movies since probably the 1980s. Uh, it might have been 1984, somewhere around there is the last time I actually went to a movie theater. I got disillusioned with Hollywood and it just seemed like a bunch of fake nonsense it just i i didn't understand why, why i get involved in something like that when i could just go out and do something in the real world yeah and it seems like uh with tv and movies it's very stimulating and especially when you're feeling very relaxed and you're very calm and you go to watch something a tv show reality shows even social media it really stimulates they're, they're trying to stimulate your dopamine but when you're not used to getting that stimulation so much it's very it's not a good feeling and I think that we can relate on that, but a lot of people, they are so addicted to these TV series and shows. And imagine even someone sitting there watching the TV for hours on end. It just seems weird, that concept. Yeah, it is. And now right lately, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos. In fact, when I'm here at the house, I'll turn on the computer, I'll put it on the big screen. But I have speakers all around the house. And what I do a lot of times, I'm working on other things. I may be working on my car. I may be welding something. I may be doing something else. And I'll put the video on. Lately, a lot of it's been carnivore videos. So, you know, but see, I can watch things that I can relate to. And I can think about what other people are saying about their experiences. And they say, well, you know, this happened to me. And I start to think, I'm like, okay. And the other thing I'm interested in is economic subjects. For example, the economy, central banking. I'm a libertarian thinker myself. 
So I'm against top-down control. I think that the person, they should make their own decisions. And God put us here so that we can decide what we're going to do with free will and not be forced by a central government. You know, like they're trying to push this vegan agenda. They want you to follow their system and their system isn't working. But it's a lot causing of more sickness and toxicity. Right. And that's the other thing. You see these products they sell, <laughs> the Impossible Burger or whatever it was. I knew somebody that tried it and he hated it. So I said, throw it to the ducks and see what they do. And the ducks came running, they ate the bread, and they just looked at the patty. A couple of them took a couple of nibbles out of it and left it. And ducks will eat almost anything. They eat garbage. I mean, rotten food, scraps, whatever. And they just wouldn't want to eat it. It took them a while before they finally picked away at it. So if a duck won't eat it, that stuff must be really bad. Yeah. Well, I think that you should start your YouTube channel again and do a carnival, um, carnival channel. I will. But like I said, I need to get set up. I have to get a decent camera. I need to get a decent microphone and set up because, you know, my voice doesn't sound good with just the webcam and the lighting is terrible. There's a lot of things that I want to do. But in the meantime, I'm actually pleased to be able to do these interviews because I'd like to meet more of the carnivore community. It's so different than the vegan and vegetarian community, which is always trying to judge you. Oh, if you don't do this, then you're bad or, you know, you have to do it this way. But it seems like in this group, you have everything from the keto people to the strict carnivores to, you know, you have like the raw meat carnivores, the ones that eat everything raw. And then you have the ones that have cooked foods and then the ones that may add a few plant foods. And they don't seem to really argue too much with each other. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a very freeing group. It's very kind. It's very accepting. Whether you're just trying to go zero carb, it's very, it's very nice. Um, you don't have to be perfect. There are some right. people that kind of say, oh, you must be like strict carnival. But nobody can be 100% carnival. Even you're not 100% carnival. But you are most of the time. But from time to time, maybe you might have something. It's fine. Right. That's right. The only thing that I don't eat is highly processed foods. I always say, if it takes a recipe to make it, if it has to be made with a cookbook or it has a label with ingredients on it, I won't eat it. It's that simple. When it comes, when I think of food, I think about something that you're going to either eat fresh from the tree or you're going to cook. You're going to kill it and you're going to cook it. And you, I don't even use spices, believe it or not. I don't put salt on my meat. I don't put pepper, you know, no, I just, I like to eat it the way it is. I guess after eating meat for so long, you just get craving for the taste. Like I had a, a shoulder steak tonight and I didn't even tenderize it. I cooked it and I just chewed away on it. And it was really delicious. I had the little bits of fat, the meat. It, it was really good. I felt very satisfied. And other people I know pass the salt, you know, the pepper, uh, lemon. Okay, well, I have that. I just don't use it. So I have a container of salt. I've had that for at least four years, and I don't think I've even used a quarter of it. Well, I hope that you start a YouTube channel soon and people can share more and will learn more about your story and see recipes and see your life because it's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and, and catch and cook, you know, yeah. you out there and catch some animal and cook it up. But uh, and that's actually kind of the fun of it, because, again, I'm a person that actually likes plants and animals. And it's like I have this flock of ducks that I'm always taking care of. And people tell me, well, 
how can you have all these birds if you kill them? I said, well, I don't, I don't kill them immediately. You know, I try to keep the population under control and I eat their eggs and they don't reproduce much. But when you get too many of them, that's what predators are for, you know, and what would you rather have some animal rip them apart or, you know, you, you take your duck, you put it off to the side, you start feeding it extra food to fatten it up. And then one day, you know, you just, you know, off with the head and that's it. They don't know what's going on. And then the next thing you know, you smell delicious duck cooking. The other ducks never see it. You know, it's not like they're there and an animal comes and kills one of their own. It's just one of their own disappears and it's gone for a week or two and they never see it again. And, you know, some of the ducklings, they, they escape. A lot of times I can't find all the eggs and I'll leave the mamas three or four eggs so that they can raise a few young. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just fun. I go out there and I, I like looking at the animals. And the other thing too, is that my plant-based garden does better with the birds than without. Uh-huh. I have some of the biggest banana plants in the neighborhood, the best tomatoes, the, the people that I know that are vegetarian, they love what comes out of my garden. They're always raving about, oh, these are the best mangoes. These are the best avocados. I said, yeah, I won't eat them. You know, avocados, I throw them to the ducks. So, and, and the one lady I know that's a, that's a vegetarian, she waits, oh, you got any avocados? Yeah, I have the avocados. Oh, they're so good. And I try to explain, well, it's because I have plants and animals together. You know, even though they're just ducks, they eat, they poop, they eat insects, they dig around, and they balance the ecosystem. So I never have an insect infestation. I don't have to fertilize. I never fertilize my garden. And any scraps that I have left over, whether they're plant or even meat scraps, ducks love to eat meat. And that's the secret. If they had a choice between plants and meat, they always go for the meat. That's the same as dogs. Dogs, they love meat. And there's a good reason for it because it tastes amazing. And, you know, even chickens. I have a friend that has chickens. They prefer meat to corn. If you throw the chicken feed and you throw meat, they go for the meat first. Amazing. Well, Rick, thank you so much for your time. And I'm sure that we're going to see you again on this channel. And so many people are going to be interviewing you as well. So thank you for sharing your story. Now, just a quick one, make sure that you subscribe to the channel and I will keep you updated with upcoming videos.